0: Welcome to NASA Talks. This episode features a conversation between Michael Pichak, NASA's past president and Vermont's Commissioner of Financial Regulation, and Robert Cook, CEO and President of the Financial Industry Regulatory Authority. This conversation took place in September 2019 at NASA's annual meeting in
1: Austin, Texas. Robert, we have a lot of topics uh, to touch upon. Uh, I think it will be great interest uh, to the folks in attendance here. Um, But I want to start off with a question um, relating to your time uh, so far at FINRA. Uh, Since uh, you've been at FINRA for the last uh, three years, you certainly have highlighted the importance of uh, FINRA's relationship with the states uh, and with NASA as well, uh, related to our shared mission of investor protection and market integrity. Uh, How does FINRA work and collaborate with NASA, uh, and how does it work and collaborate with state uh, regulatory authorities, and what have you seen to be sort of the highlights of that relationship to date? Having a strong collaborative relationship with NASA is hugely
0: important to our ability to achieve our mission of investor protection. I think it's what investors would expect. I actually think it it makes the regulatory environment better for firms, Um, and so I think it's hugely important, and uh, we've been trying to, over the last few years, invest more resources on our end in, in enhancing that relationship. And I think people would, might be surprised if they found if they could get a vi- uh, some visibility into how much actually happens day to day between Finra and NASA and Finra and the states. Whether it's quarterly calls, whether it's um, uh, you know bilateral calls that we have with state regulators, uh, discussions around policy issues, and then there are all, there are also these uh, sort of one-off areas of collaboration. Um, one which is really thanks to you, Mike. The Senior Safe Act fact sheet that we put out together with the SEC to remind firms on the one-year anniversary of the Senior Safe Act about, about its existence and about um, uh, what the requirements are mm-hmm. to avail yourself of the protections of the Senior Safe Act. And we're collaborating with uh, 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 together, again, with the SEC on developing training yes. for firms because they don't get the benefit of the Senior Safe Act if they don't take some kind of training. And so um, I think that's a terrific
1: initiative, And I think those uh, examples are really important because those immunity provisions, that the training uh, hopefully comes together, those are really important things for those firms and for investors, and uh, they need to be aware of them and and certainly utilize them. So we appreciate you collaborating with us. Maybe the audience would be very interested in some of the the hot-button subject matter uh, items that are out there. Uh, Probably at the top of the list is regulation uh, best interest. Mm -hmm. Um, I know uh, that we're really sort of in the early days here in determining – what, uh, what will need to be done by next June. Uh, at NASA, we've implemented a Regulation Best Interest uh, Implementation Committee. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've started out uh, trying to figure out what this will mean for our members. Um, so I wonder what, you know, what has FINRA been doing and, and what do you suspect uh, the roadmap will look like as it relates to Reg BI uh, implementation over the next 10 months or so?
0: Well, we're very much in a similar position of trying to figure out what all this means and, and what, how, how do we need to evolve our programs we would love to work with Andrea and others with the, on that committee to um, think about how we can coordinate in that regard as well on the um, Reg BI implementation. Um, I, there are a couple of elements that, co- that we know we need to focus on. One is evolving our exam program to incorporate Reg BI. Um, and this is something where you know, it's not our rule. Uh, we used to you know, exam for suitability, right. but that was our rule. And But this is not our rule; it's the SEC rule. Now, we examine for compliance with SEC rules all the time, but in this area of sales practice, it's been federalized. Mm-hmm. And so that's a change for our folks to, we need to empower them, train them, everything else, and develop a really good process with mm-hmm. the SEC to make sure that when interpretive questions come up in the exam process, that we're, uh, I, I don't want us to be interpreting the rule now we all know naturally some interpretation happens in, in the exam but anything meaningful for sure and um, uh, you know in early days really everything's meaningful um, That's right. that we can uh, you know be uh, go back to the gold source and get the get the guidance from the SEC on this and we've been working and, and I think it's also important because the SEC will be examining for Reg bi compliance as well, well right. that we'd be working closely with them to make sure that we're you know, from the examination perspective, also uh, uh, collaborating. And so with, uh, you know, uh, really grateful to Pete and his team for reaching out and saying, hey, can we, you know, make sure let's, let's start the process now of how we're gonna collaborate. And we've identified exam modules as one area and yes. examiner training as another area where we can um, make sure that, you know, on day one, we're well positioned to take a coordinated, consistent approach
1: to the implementation of ABI. Yes, I think, I mean, this is one area where certainly collaboration uh, would be so critical uh, for investors and for the firms. Uh, just, you know, you mentioned you will be examining the SEC. States will be examining uh, for this as well, uh, potentially. Uh, so it's, it's really going to require sort of a, a real coordinated uh, effort. And, and I know as we started to examine it and what we might need to do, uh, the laundry list kept growing in terms mm-hmm. of, you know, what, what is this going to impact and what is the response going to be? So uh, we certainly look forward to continued uh, engagement on this topic as well with Finra.
0: Yeah, and we, we, we welcome that. And another area is um, sort of updates to our rule book. Mm-hmm. And I think we're, we're focused on this as a sort of a multi-phased exercise where we start with what are the what are the updates that are really necessary to you know where where there's conflict between our rule and and Reg BI. There, I don't think there are lots, but there are a few where we need to um, uh, we need to. Change our, our rule set, so that'll probably be the first wave of this you know multi multi wave project, um, and or non cash compensations probably another rule that we'll be taking a look at in, earlier rather than later to try to again I don't we don't want it there to be any ambiguity or confusion, but we also know that what we do in our rule set could all, could have knock on consequences for other regulators who might refer to our rule set or otherwise. So we need to figure out a, a path forward that um, uh, tries to minimize the um, the unintended consequences.
1: Yeah, that makes total sense. Another, another issue um, that I know FINRA has been uh, uh, focused on and, and uh, trying to uh, figure out solutions to, as certainly NASA and state regulators have been for quite some time, is the issue of expungement. Um, I know FINRA has uh, some proposals that, that are out there. I wonder if you can update uh, folks maybe on the status of those or your sort of current uh, outlook as to the status of uh, expungements today.
0: Sure. So there are some proposals that we had uh, out there. One uh, uh, was uh, put forward in last uh, in 2017, um, and uh, we are concerned about the um, expungement process um, and about records being expunged that should not be. Um, I don't think we don't believe that no expungements should ever happen, but. If you, that, that would be much easier to administrate, for <laughs> sure but if you allow some expungements we need to have a good process and so're um, I am eager to move forward on these proposals and the other was a codification of some guidance we'd given which give it a little bit more effect for mm-hmm. arbitrators so the codification is close to being ready to be filed with the SEC I don't think we feel that that, that means we're done with this issue and so um, we would certainly want to keep the dialogue going with uh, NASA about, you know, what more could be done, and is there maybe a wholly different
1: approach to this that yeah. we should all be thinking about? Uh, so a- another topic that we've gotten some questions on from the audience, and certainly one that, that we uh, had discussed talking about, was sort of the, the changing nature of the industry in, the, in terms of technology. Uh, I know, uh, I believe FINRA has established the Office of Innovation, mm-hmm. if I have that name correct, and, and you've certainly taken um, an active role in trying to determine the future of our of, of technology and its impact on our industry uh, also on the regulation of digital assets uh, I wonder if maybe you can touch upon uh, your perspective on, on those items where you see uh, where you see the future over the next five years of, of technology in the in the securities industry
0: sure well I, I know you you believe this too but um, technology it is moving very quickly in terms of changing and disrupting existing business models and we as regulators aren't going to be able to figure out how do you strike the right balance between innovations that actually help investors and things that are not good for investors. And you're not gonna be able to keep up with that if you aren't kind of proactively engaging on this. And that's really the purpose of the creation of this office. Um, We have an industry advisory committee on this. Um, uh, and uh, have held some conferences. And I don't know this was the high point of your
1: career as president, but uh, <laughs> thank you for speaking at our. Uh, Going to the FINRA RegTech Conference was you know, one of the highlights. I don't know, I couldn't imagine <laughs> anything better than that. And appearing on a podcast. Oh, afterwards.
0: yes, on the yes. podcast, yeah. Um, so we really have to be actively, proactively engaged on these issues. And um, they're hard. I mean, it's, frankly, it's people smarter than me in our, you know, at FINRA who, who are keeping up with this stuff. But we we realized we needed to have a, a group that's really dedicated to understanding this. Um, and it's actually interesting, you know, for FINRA as a regulator, we've found that um, our um, awareness and understanding of these uh, new developments is also there's a a feedback loop into our work as a regulator, just how we run our regulatory program. So it's important to sort of be able to understand what firms are doing and how we should think about it and what we ought to be looking at and what kind of controls there are and vendor issues and all that kind of stuff. But on top of that, there's, um, you know, our own work where we are we are trying to use reg tech tools in our supervision now in the market surveillance space we've been doing that for a number of years because you have to, yeah. right, when you got we're bringing in now two you know, we've gone up to 220 billion messages a day wow. you, you, you can't have someone going through that line yeah. by line you got to run algorithms on it and etc um, but we're now looking at through natural language processing and other kinds of uh, uh, tools looking at more unstructured data and it just on Friday we approved a, a, um, a, a proposal that's already being run in beta form but we're going to kind of integrate in the rest of our advertising regulation program you know firms have to file certain advertisements with us and um, when you have people going through those you know you, you quickly realize this one is uh, this one's a problematic one and this one's not but you might have an expert looking at reading something through to find out it's not Problematic, And you may have a beginner reading through and not realizing it's really this right. is a big issue. Um, but So this tool will sort those um, uh, th- early, which will allow us to more quickly focus our resources on the
1: ones that are more problematic. What you make about um, how technology is going to impact us as regulators I think is critical because I think all of us in this room that are regulators will have to uh, think about that and think about how do we keep up because I think that's one of the only ways of industry is going to continue to leverage technology to do more creative things on bigger platforms, bigger audiences, uh, then I think we equally have to figure out how to keep up.
0: Yeah, and I think my, I guess where I was going is that I think we'll be better at at supervising this stuff if we use it. Yeah. Where, use it in the good version of it, right, right. where the tools make sense, because then it'll just increase the awareness of it across FINRA and the understanding of both the risks and challenges and benefits. Um, But it's, we we have a ways to go, as most regulators do, and we're always going to be a little bit behind as regulators are, like the latest development, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, but I think we, it's certainly an ongoing area of focus.
1: So one item I mentioned in that sort of technology vein were, were digital assets, cryptocurrencies. I know, again, this is another topic that FINRA has been engaged on and been looking at uh, various issues around broker-dealer uh, custody, broker-dealer uh, you know, advice and, and such uh, in this space but what's your your thought on this digital asset space? I mean, do you have a prognosis about uh, its future um, and what type of regulation is required?
0: Well, I think, um, you know, we've really been deferring to the SEC in significant part on this um, because um, the SEC clearly has um, uh, some strong views about some of these products. Clearly, for example, you know, um, the whole idea that you don't get to avoid the securities laws by calling it something other than a security was a bit of a learning experience for some, but I think obvious to most securities right. lawyers, for example. Um, I think that that joint statement, we, we put out the joint statement with the SEC, and that did provide a path forward for brokers who want to intermediate transactions in digital assets. Um, and we, we have seen some brokers uh, who have that business model and who have gone through our membership application process successfully because they've limited their services to the non-custodial intermediation of transactions. Um, the, the, the thing that, that we haven't um, – that the, the firms would like to do and that um, – Uh, that that that, that statement identified a number of issues that need to be considered regarding is the custody rule you know Mm -hmm. how does how do brokers comply with traditional custody rules Um, even if you think of them as being adaptable to new technology how do you comply with traditional custody principles uh, around the broker's obligation um, in a um, blockchain Mm -hmm. environment in particular and so I think that's, that's an area of ongoing work. Um, now, I, I, I set aside the, the, the issues of, you know, I think we all have concerns about any new area where there are some fraudsters out there. To, I mean, we're all deeply concerned about that and, and monitoring where we can and trying to take action there. But when it comes to people who are really trying to get it right and comply with the rules, I think that's the, uh, the next sort of evolution will be, is there a model? And I'm not sure, I don't, I don't, No, there is or isn't, but is there a model that works for brokers to be custodian? A
1: few more minutes here, and and I think maybe uh, with that time, I'd like to ask you a question about a topic that I know is near and dear uh, to both uh, FINRA and to NASA and one where we've had a great deal of of collaboration over the years, and that's the issue of senior exploitation, senior financial exploitation. Um, FINRA and NASA, again, have had a number of initiatives. This issue I don't think is going away. Uh, From our perspective, it's only uh, going to increase with uh, the aging population I know in Vermont and Northern New England, like New Hampshire and Maine, uh, continues to be an issue. Uh, w- what's your viewpoint? Are we making progress? Uh, are we uh, are there things that we can we, we could be doing better? Uh, are there other ways that we should be collaborating on this important topic?
0: Well, I first like to congratulate NASA for really playing a leadership role in this area. Whether it's uh, Judith Shaw with the, uh, the committee she runs, or the there she is. <laughs> yes, thank you. Um, your uh, focus on the Senior Safe Act and the training around it—I um, I think these are. There's been some great collaboration, of course. There's more, and I think that's the question: What more can we can we work on? I mean, I think uh, we've done a number of things that we find have found helpful, um, and we certainly want to keep investing resources in those. So the senior helpline, which Brooke uh, runs, is incredibly. Useful. Seventeen thousand calls, I think, to date from all across the country, um, uh, with a lot of uh, restitution being made and voluntarily for you know where, where things are identified to firms. Um, the we've spent a lot of resources on uh, investor education initiatives through Jerry Walsh's work. And uh, that's another area where we collaborate extensively with NASA on. We co-brand our uh, publications in this regard and make them available for free to NASA. So um, if anyone's not taking advantage of that, please do so. Um, uh, we've recently issued a, a, note, a request for comment to sort of ask the question you just asked, Mike, which is what more can we do in this space? Because you know, we found that this, um, the rule that we adopted a couple of years ago um, on um, the trusted contact person and right. um, the ability to put a temporary hold. We think it's worth looking ha- at it, how's that working? But it, that kind of grew out through, grew out of an active, productive dialogue with the industry on, you know, they really were looking for a tool and that was really the first national um, kind of senior uh, in- investor protection thing of that nature but we 're wondering what you know what more can we do one thing we 're thinking about is taking steps to limit the ability of a broker to be a beneficiary um, or in another position of trust like executor or trustee yeah. or something for a client's account it's complicated because even if you carve out um, you know immediate family members or family members there's always some sympathetic right. circumstance you say yeah that wouldn't be so bad so I'm not sure whether there'll be an outright prohibition or just a limitation on it, um, but I think that's something that, at a minimum, we'll, we'll probably be considering a limitation on the ability to, uh, to do that. Um, necessary approvals and that kind of thing. Yeah, right. But you know, we'll see how that how that helps. Um, but we'd love to you know continue to work
1: with you guys on ideas in this regard. Yeah, excellent. Well, thank you for for your work on that, and, and I think again, an area for continued collaboration. Absolutely, uh, for NASA. Uh, and for FINRA.
0: Thank you for listening to this edition of NASA Talks. Be sure to tune in next time for more information on important topics.